Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift, Lori Bischoff. We're talking shift. Hello, everyone. Thank you, my wonderful listeners, for tuning in again to We're Talking Shift, the podcast where we talk a lot of shift because when we feel stuck, if it's time to level up, rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship, basically any kind of meaningful, effective change in our lives, the first thing that we have to shift is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. Now, before I tell you about today's guest, I have a little favor to ask. If you are loving all of the great info being shared with you here on We're Talking Shift and you find value in it, I would be so grateful if you could just take a minute to rate this podcast and write a little review for me. Um, it really encourages others to, uh, to listen and get all of this great info when you let them know that there is good stuff here waiting for them. And of course, I really appreciate it. It does help me out a lot. And to show my gratitude in return, I will be happy to send you a copy of my ebook, The Foodprint Plan, your blueprint for creating a healthy eating lifestyle. All you have to do is take a screenshot of the review that you post on iTunes. Just send it uh, to me, either email or direct message it via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know how to do it. And then I will send you the ebook. The food print plan sells for 20 bucks on my website, but it is my gift to you when you leave me the review. Now on to today's show. A couple of decades ago, I started reading about how metal toxins in cookware could leach into your food and how they were beginning to discover some pretty serious links between some of these metal toxins, like aluminum, for example, to diseases like Alzheimer's or autoimmune diseases. So I got rid of any of our pans that I suspected had aluminum. I upgraded to what I thought was safer cookware. And then about nine years ago, I started to get even more serious about it. I dug a little deeper and with brain diseases on the rise and autoimmune diseases on a steady rise, I decided it was really important to, to do some, some serious, serious investigating. And what I discovered was what I was using that I thought was an upgrade was still far from safe. And that's when I discovered Extrema Ceramic Cookware. This is the safest cookware that I could find on the planet. So I've been using it for nine years now and I love it. But there's, there's just so much toxic danger lurking in pots and pans far more than most people realize. And I just find it so alarming that I reached out to an authority on the subject so that you can learn about it firsthand. Richard Bergstrom has 42 years of experience in the glass, ceramic, and cookware business. 23 of those years were spent working with Corning Consumer Products, which were the makers of Corningware. Everybody knows that name. And Pyrex. Um, also, they made Visions Cookware and Corel Dinnerware. Now, Richard has also founded three housewares companies over the past two decades, all companies that were involved in houseware and ceramic-related products. Ceramcore, which makes Extrema pure ceramic cookware, that's the stuff that I've got, is his most recent company and what led me to invite Richard here today to share his knowledge, his vast expertise, and explain why you should be seriously concerned about your cookware. 
Richard, welcome to We're Talking Shift. Thank you, Lori. And I have to say that was uh, one of the finest introductions uh, from an educational standpoint and uh, doing your research. And uh, uh, you really lifted my spirits. So uh, to have you as a customer uh, for nine years and using our cookware is a blessing to be able to be on this podcast and to share with you some of my insights that I've, I've experienced these past 42 years. And I'd be more than happy to uh, to share that and, and answer any questions that you might have uh, related to uh, cookware. Thank you, Rich. Thank you very much. So let's start off by um, telling everyone what really makes your company different. Let's talk a little bit about the history, um, you know, the goals of your of your company. You know, why did you want to create this cookware? Why was it so important to you? Let's talk a little bit about the science behind it and your very specific manufacturing process. That is a very broad question, but uh, having spent uh, – uh, you know, 40 years, 42 years in, in the glass and ceramics business, I have a very good background on, on ceramics and glass and what the benefits of, of that are. They're, they're both non, non-porous uh, products, and they're, they've always been uh, classified as being, uh, you know, California Prop 65, meaning they don't contain lead or cadmium or anything that would be toxic. And, and that's true of, of all ceramics that have been coming into the United States since 1970. They have to pass a very strict uh, uh, testing results to prove that there's no lead and cadmium. So I knew that, uh, th- and that's why I was so excited to work for a company like Corny, because they had the same philosophy. So when 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 I got involved in this third company of mine, which is called Ceramcor, uh, we wanted to make a ceramic product that could go on top of the stove because in, in the year 2000, Corning decided to sell their company and they no longer make Corningware that would go on top of the stove. So there was a there was a void in the marketplace for top-of-the-range ceramic cookware, and I knew all of the, the benefits of ceramics. So it was a three-year uh, odyssey to find a factory, uh, and we went all traveled – well, it travel – but I, I sent emails and correspondence for three years and then did have to travel to Asia. Uh, I could not find a factory in the United States. I contacted five of the largest ceramic uh, companies in the United States. Unfortunately, they don't make dinnerware. They only make dinnerware. They don't make cookware. They could not replicate the product that uh, we had uh, samples made. So our odyssey letters to Japan, to Korea, to Vietnam, uh, but the one place that makes uh, that has the greatest history in ceramics, a 10,000-year history, which I didn't know at the time, is China. So uh, having uh, flown back and forth for three years to China, visiting various factories, it, we made the determination that it would be impossible to have this product made anywhere because of the artisans uh, over there in uh, China, where we have our product made are just so well-versed in the material and understanding, uh, not only from a technology standpoint, but the equipment that they use, the kilns that they use, their manufacturing facilities. So I know a lot of people talk about China, and, and they, they might have some negative viewpoints of uh, as China as well as any other country. But one thing, if anybody does the research, they will, without a shadow of a doubt, China is by far and always has been the number one ceramics company in the world, country in the world. So we wanted to make our product uh, to be the best that it can be. And after all the testing we did, 
and trial and error. Uh, the factory that we decided with is the factory that we're making our extreme product now, which is we're going into our 13th year. So uh, that's that's been exciting because it was a very difficult process to be able to find and make this product because for 10,000 years, nobody could do that because Corning was uh, is a glass ceramic product. It is not all ceramic. So that made uh, that product not very adaptable on top of the stove because glass is a reflector of heat. It doesn't absorb energy like, like ceramics does. So when when they went out of business and sold their business company, we, in fact, when we made our ceramic material, we designed it so it would absorb heat very similar to aluminum or cast iron and and that was the tipping point that made our cookware, from a performance standpoint, equal to any other cookware being sold in the marketplace today, without any of the without any of the toxicities that one would have to worry about, which can come with metal cookware. So, Rich, I mean, a lot of us eat off of ceramic dishes. That's pretty common, right? But for most of us, again, our food is being cooked on metal pans or cooked with metal metal cookware of some sort, and I mean, not only at home now that I think of it, but what about restaurants? I mean, are chefs aware of this? I, I would imagine that if metal is leaching into the food, wouldn't that also affect the taste of the food being cooked in the pan? I mean, could it affect their recipes? You're really compromising the value of your recipe if you're a chef, if if you have toxicity possibly being leased to your cookware. I, I want to make this one statement clear for your audience. I am not a doctor. I am uh, I don't have a degree in, in any kind of medicine. However, I have been a person who has dealt with medical issues for 40 of my 68 years, and I am still dealing with those. So I do have a very extensive, uh, far more extensive background in, in uh, medicine than I would care to have, only because when I turned 60 years of age, I got a horrific autoimmune disease called, we didn't know it at the time, it took two years to find it, but I had stage three Lyme disease. Now, what, what the triggering point is that is when, when you have any autoimmune disease, and having studied this from whether it's MS or Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, uh, uh, multiple sclerosis, uh, Crohn's colitis, uh, lupus, uh, any uh, type of uh, thyroid disease uh, that affects uh, a lot of women, hormonal issues. When you drill down and you do all of the medical testing and you get very specific on this, you do, you do uh, profiles and you do different panels. And what is interesting is the one common denominator of, uh, common denominator of all immune, autoimmune diseases is metal toxicity in their body. Now, I'm not saying that the people are being toxified by all of their cookware. However, when your immune system, your microbiome in your stomach is not performing the way it should, and you eat food that are rich in iron and rich like spinach and you're rich in collard greens and anything that's rich green fruit and green vegetables and you're eating a plant-based diet, those foods have natural minerals in them, which have iron in it, and have have aluminum, have zinc, and have chromium. All of those are bioavailable. And what that means, Laurie, is that when you eat that food, it goes right to the cellular level. It gets used by the cell. It gets dispersed through your body, through all your organs. That is the kind of metal minerals that the body is supposed to get when we eat food that is cooked properly in soil. 
But what happens when you have an autoimmune disease and your 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 gut and your microbiomes and your small intestine is not working, when you cook in any type of metal cookware and you cook with a nonstick coated cookware, what happens is depending on the food that you're cooking and the oil you're using and the high temperature that you're using, you are now extracting you are now extracting the metal from the cookware and that is being leached into the food. So if you're making uh, tomato soup, if you're making a chili, if you're making uh, any kind of food that is acid-based or high oil content, what happens is you're pulling out the metals into the food. Now, if you're a healthy person and have never had an immune disease, and I wish that was the case with everybody today, but unfortunately, we're living in an environment right now that is really focused on on what the importance of health is. And I think what we're going to learn from this virus that everybody's dealing with is that there are other things that we can do to protect ourselves uh, to make sure that we don't get this virus and don't get sick from it. Or if we do, we can push through it. But if you have a compromised immune system and you hear that word mentioned by every single doctor or anybody who knows about the immune system, then you are subject to getting toxified by the air you breathe, by the chemicals that are off gas, whether it's in your car with plastic or whether it's in with metal or whether it has to do with, with hairsprays and nail, nail polish. So there are people who are compromised who have chemical sensitivities, food sensitivities, gluten intolerance. Uh, uh, they have to eat certain foods. I'm in that category. So I have to watch everything that I eat and what I do. And so I use myself as a guinea pig, Lori. And I, I sat down. I have a team of three doctors that I work with. Uh, and I say, okay, I'm going to be your guinea pig. I want you to do metal testing on me. I want you to do metal testing on me every six months. And I want to see. And we're not going to do blood tests because the blood test will only show metal in your body for a very short period of time. Uh, and, and that could be chelated in less than 48 to 72 hours with, with proper medical care. What I'm talking about is the, the metal toxicity that has been building up for maybe 15 to 20 years that is that is now been extracted into your bones and is in your organs. It's no longer in your blood. So the only way that you can find out what your metal toxicity level is is two tests. You get one is, is a 24-hour uh, urine collection test that takes about a week. That is an outstanding test because they test for as many as 22 different metals in your body. And then there uh, then there is... Uh, a school test that you can send away into California lab in California. It takes also a week, but those two tests, I, I do those tests to measure the metal toxicity in my body and how I'm chelating it. But in no time that I've been using my cookware for the, at this time with the testing started in 2007 and now 2013, I have never had lead in my body. I've never had cadmium. Now I have had tons of iron. I have tons of chromium. I have a, a horrific allergy to a tin, uh, and uh, yeast infections is, is paramount, parasite infections. All of those are all caused by the microbiomes in your gut, and it's damaged by metal toxicity is not going to purge your system. It's not going to make you feel better. So I am not saying that our cookware is going to save anybody's life. What I will make this statement is that your food will taste better if you cook in ceramic, pure ceramic cookware. You're not going to lose any of the nutrients, and you're not going to have to worry about pulling in any of the leaching metals that can happen with some of the inferior cookware. There are a lot of great metal cookware companies 
in the world today, and and they do a great job. However, they don't do any studies as to what the leachability of their products are. We were the first company in 2007, Lori, to go ahead and do testing on 25 different brands of metal cookware, nonstick cookware, and ceramic cookware. And we did, after we after we did that testing, I shared that with my partners, and I said. We are onto something here that has never been done before because nobody has ever tested metal cookware or ceramic cookware like we have. So we went on this testing protocol, and it took three years of testing, and, and we have continued to this day test all of our products that we ship into the United States to make sure that it passes all of the laws that the United States government requires us to pass before we can ship the product from our factory to even have it enter the United States. If we don't have the proper certificates to prove that our product is 100% free, non-leaching, lead and cadmium, we cannot unload that container off our port into the United States. It would be rejected and be sent back. So that is something that a lot of people don't understand when they when product is coming in from other countries there are very high standards that have to be adhered to. We are a company that believes in a high standard, so we have people in place that monitor the factory that set the standards. If a product comes into this country that it fails, then the problem is not on a manufacturing facility, it is on the company that is placing the order and monitoring the testing because the person who places the order in the United States is responsible for the testing of their product before it enters the United States. So if somebody blames the factory, I go back and say, well, hold it now. The factory's responsibility is to follow orders of the vendor who is supplying the order. So it's the vendor's responsibility to make sure that the standards are being followed. So that's why I don't throw shade on any other country with their testing standards until I see where are the testing standards, who is doing the testing, is it credible, is it being documented, medical testing, is it is it third-party testing, is it laboratory testing. So that's why we adhere to those strict standards because we're accountable. We love our customers, and what we do, what we want to make sure is that the information we're giving them is not from us. We use third-party information. So if you go on our website and you go to our testing page, you'll see tremendous amounts of documentation of all of the test results. And then you're going to see articles written by doctors, by wellness bloggers, wellness people, uh, people who are into health, fitness. We don't solicit those people. They come and they find us. So we're not out there trying to find out people that are going to endorse our cookware. We sell a cookware, people like it, and then they tell their neighbors and their friends, and then word gets out. So it's, it's more like the restaurant business. People talk about our cookware. Do we advertise it? Yes. But we're a small company, family-owned business, but we believe in full accountability. And I love that you said that, Rich, because it seems like uh, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of of cookware companies out there who I'm thinking are probably not um, too accountable to the product they're putting out. I mean, I got to tell you, every time I see an infomercial for the copper pans and the blue diamond pans where, you know, you can basically, you know, cook anything on it, no matter what it is, and it just slides off. And I think to myself, that has got to be harmful in some way and they're so cheap. So I, I'm very concerned about it. And to me, it's a huge red flag. So let's talk for a minute about 
um, some of these really common uh, cookwares that people either aren't even thinking that there's any danger at all because they're just not thinking that way, or they've been told that it's healthy, like cast iron, for instance. I mean, I've always been told that it's healthy to eat um, food cooked on cast iron. So let's talk about that. You know, stainless steel, is it safe? Um, Calphalon, Anilon, how are they different? Um, I'd love to hear your take on that. Unfortunately, it, it is all classified as metal. Uh, however, you know, if you get in, into the, the science of it all, uh, uh, it's, it's different kinds of metal. So uh, I'll just go through, I'll, I'll go through the list from worst to best, okay? Uh, and, and, and this is not me saying this. This is the testing standards that we use for California Prop 65-foot leaching. So what we do is we send metal cookware to a laboratory, not all laboratory, it's got to be a, a third-party laboratory, and we, we say, do the same testing on our product as you would on this cast iron, stainless steel, aluminum, anodized aluminum, uh, uh, glazed cast iron. So, so we use that same protocol. So when we get the test results back, we, they give us a report that shows exactly what is leaching and, and the testing that we use is California Prop 65, so it's a 24-hour test. It's not a five-second test, a 10-minute test. It's 24 hours to be able to pull out any types of metal and they mimic the cooking process. So if you go through, uh, so when you ask that great question about is all metal the same, well, cast iron, obviously, it, it's, it's made of, of ferric and ferrous iron. Now, ferric iron is cast iron. But that's not bioavailable, and that is that is the worst type of metal that your body can absorb. Because a lot of doctors uh, uh, tell women when they're going through their menstrual period and they're losing a lot of blood and uh, they're having hormonal issues, they say, "Well, go ahead and buy yourself cast iron cookware, and that iron will replenish your body." Well, that is that is like telling somebody who is diabetic to go ahead and take three teaspoons of white sugar and hope you feel better. So you cannot make that statement because that ferric iron is not bioavailable. It'll get extracted into your blood, and then after four or five, six, seven days, it'll start to migrate itself into your skin tissues, into your organs, and then after a year or two or three or four or 20 years, that's going to be into your bone. Rich, you've just highlighted a lot of dangers there about uh, metal cookware. Uh, which I appreciate. Um, and we know this is, you're not trying to demonize the makers of metal cookware, I understand. Um, so it's more about offering a safe alternative to those who are, you know, immune compromised or health compromised in some way and are just looking for a healthy alternative. We're not in the business of putting metal cookware companies out of business. What we want to do is educate because we know there are people uh, who don't really care about ceramic cookware. They want to cook with cast iron. I understand that. I'm, and they're healthy, and they don't have any health issues. We are here as, as an alternative to metal cookware, and, and we believe in the healthiness of, of, of ceramics. So we don't want to blast and say, you know, metal cookware is not going to kill people. We're saying if you are, have an immune system that is compromised, if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with anxiety, and you have issues that you don't know what's going on, I am going to tell you the root cause of all disease at some point in time is going to be 
metal overload. You're going to get that no matter what illness you have, whether you are on chemo. If you're, uh, We were contacted by the National Cancer Institute. They recommended our cookware because they told us that there is too much metal in the chemo that women are being given for breast cancer, and they want to minimize that, and they do not want to recommend any kind of metal cookware because this is the National Cancer Institute telling me this. They don't want to have chromium. They don't want to have nickel, which comes from cast iron. They don't want to have ferric iron, which comes from cast iron. They don't want to have aluminum, which comes from aluminum cookware and anodized aluminum. They don't want carbon steel, which comes from the walks that you see. They don't want any of those elements into a woman's body who is dealing with chemo because it's going to put them into a tailspin. So they contacted a couple of prominent chefs who are into health, California. They asked them, who would you recommend to cook? Now, these are chefs who do a lot of cooking with metal cookware, and they said, if I had to cook for a cancer patient, I would use ceramic cookware. I would not use metal. So they called me up last year, and we're in the process now of working with them, trying to come up with a product for uh, the National Cancer Institute for women who have been diagnosed with breast cancer, so they would be given a set of, of, of cookware that they can cook with that would not would mitigate the amount of metal leaching uh, because there's no metal that can be extracted from our ceramic cookware because of the, the testing that we do with California Prop 65 and then the personal testing that I have done on me twice every year, which I haven't done, haven't done just to monitor to make sure that, one, if, if I was getting, pulling lead, I wanted to know where that lead was coming from. But if I'm not testing for lead, and I've been using Extremer for 13 years, well, I know it's not my cookware. Uh, so that's, so, so that's, so I use, I use myself as a guinea pig to, to prove, and I send those test results to, to certain people who, who, who ask me for that. It's not something I do, but somebody in the medical field or dealing with autoimmune disease and I want to help them or stage four cancer, I will send them that information to sort of help them along with their, their, with their medical process. Let's go ahead and circle back around to talking about the different varieties. There's so many of them out there and some of them are really, really expensive and some of them um, are really uh, very affordable and very inexpensive. So why don't we start with cast iron? Now, if you season cast iron the way that the large company tells you to do, and if you're very, if you're a student of that and they're doing a much better job, they're actually seasoning that product. Uh, so it does come with a season, uh, they use some sort of oil on it, they high fire that now, but the only problem is, is you have to continually, every time you cook with cast iron, it takes a lot of maintenance and you can't put it in a dishwasher, you can't leave water on it, it can rust very easily because of uh, the oxygen oxidizes. So it, and, and cast iron, what people don't realize is cast iron can break just as easily as ceramic, it's very brittle. People think that cast iron is indestructible, but if you drop it and you drop it on a corner edge, it's going to break just like ceramic. So cast iron, very durable if, if, if you're cooking on top of the stove, but it will leach if it's not properly seasoned, and then it takes a tremendous amount of maintenance, and that's the one cookware that leaches the most heavy metals into the body. Number two would be aluminum. Aluminum is the kiss of death. That is the one that Dr. Neil Barnard, who is the number one spokesman in the world for Alzheimer's disease, if you Google him, and I, I recommend this to anybody, and they want to find about Alzheimer's disease or autistic children, 
and he actually proves and he will show that he will show pieces of aluminum being extracted out of cadavers that have used aluminum cookware over the years and you'll see pieces the size of a quarter of an inch throughout the brain specimens that they slice and that comes from aluminum cookware and he states that so that's that's dr neil barnhart who's like in the top 10 doctors in the united states and he he has been preaching about this for years but nobody has been listening so i reached out to him he's given us permission to use his video on our website uh i reached out with him with four years ago so we're a big advocate of 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 uh dr neil barnard and and the other uh the next product, so it's cast iron, it would be aluminum. Then the next product after that would be anodized aluminum. Anodized aluminum, what they do is they put an acid wash on that, and that means it seals the aluminum, so you can use that on top of the stove, but the problem is you can't put it in a dishwasher. So, and if you do scratch if you do scratch the coating on the anodized aluminum, now the aluminum is gonna leach into the food, so you're gonna spend a lot of money for cookware, and that may not last as long as the cookware you would like to last, like maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So then the next one after that is this new ceramic cookware, which is made of aluminum, and they put this synthetic coating on it, and they call it ceramic. And what, what it's basically, it's basically Teflon 40 years ago. It took 40 years to find out that Teflon was a carcinogen, that it would, that would cause cancer. These new coatings that they're putting on these uh, aluminum cookware or stainless steel, they're saying it's ceramic cookware, what they're doing, it's a synthetic coating that is sprayed on. It can only withstand temperatures between 500 to 800 degrees Fahrenheit, and then it starts to melt and starts to chip off in your cookware. The life expectancy can go anywhere from a year to two to three years, depending on how you use it, and, and you have to use certain utensils. So my question is, Lori, is if it took 40 years to find out that Teflon was toxic, how long is it going to take for somebody to do testing on these new coatings and say, oh, by the way, we just found out that, guess what, we got, we got a problem with these coatings. There's no, there's no accountability, there's no standards being published, there's no scientific studies that you can go to to say that this is safe, that you can go to sleep at night and say, wow, this is not off-gassing, I'm not going to get sick from this. So we're, we, we're just asking our competitors to just, okay, if we're going to be competing, we're going to make this statement. And how do you refute that? So we're just looking for other people to to tell us, you know, what are the health benefits of ceramic and what are the health benefits of metal? And right now we have an empty void. When I call out and say what are the health benefits of metal cookware, I'm getting no response from anybody or anywhere throughout the world. Yeah, perception is really everything, isn't it, Rich? I mean, again, what about that copper cookware that is sweeping the world? You see it on the infomercials all the time, and I feel like it's it's so suspect. But the commercials, all really, it's all focused primarily on what is going to be fast and easy and convenient. Um, so, you know, that's very appealing to everybody. What's fast, what's easy for me to clean up, it's convenient. You know, apparently the stuff is indestructible. You can melt anything on it. It doesn't stick and it's easy, but there's no focus uh, on 
yeah, but are there any dangers or are there any health benefits to this? And nobody's thinking about that. It's kind of like, you know, magicians who, who have you looking at one hand while the trick is on the hand behind the back or that you're not looking at. And that's how I feel about some of this stuff like the copper cookware commercials and the blue diamond commercials. You brought up an excellent point because that copper cookware, uh, having been in a manufacturing business for over 40 years, that whole set of cookware probably cost about $8.31 to make. And, and, and they advertise that for whatever price. Even if you bought that cookware for $9.99, the whole set, they're still making money on it because it's so inexpensive to make. And it's, it's basically disposable cookware. So if you want cookware that you're only going to use one or two times and you you have a limited amount of money, you buy it and you use it and then throw it away because it's basically disposable. And that's that's the problem with them making cookware now. So it's almost so low in price that it's, it's, it's disposable and it shouldn't be. It should be something that can last for a longer time and, and be a benefit to you and during the whole cooking process. So that's uh, you brought up a good point that 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 coating that's on that on that on that especially on that copper because it actually it took the whole United States by storm. I mean, every store you went to had this copper, and we know that the worst thing you could possibly ever cook in, except if you're making meringue, would be copper. You would never ever make anything in copper cookware uh, because the leaching of that would be so detrimental to your health. Copper is very good for conductivity on the bottom of your cookware, but you would never put it on a cooking surface. It would be a kiss of death if you did that. Yikes. <laughs> Let's talk about what is perceived to be a much safer metal. So like stainless steel, for example, I mean, it's everywhere. It's, it's not only in cookware, but um, it's being used right for, for as medical devices. I mean, there are a lot of things that stainless steel is used for as far as what is being implanted in our bodies for certain medical conditions um, for healing and repair. So are they safe for the human body? On stainless steel, you have to make sure you have 18-H stainless steel, which has to do with the amount of nickel and chromium. That's a high-quality stainless steel. There are several companies in the United States that make a fabulous stainless steel cookware product that is very high quality that will not scratch. If your stainless steel cookware does not scratch, if you don't use metal utensils on it and you don't undermine the stainless steel coating, then that stainless steel cookware will not leach. But I will, but I will make this statement, Lori, and this is something that I think people have to be aware of right now. There is a lawsuit in the United States for a recall of 22,000 hip transplants that were made of stainless steel 10 years ago. There's a lawsuit now for women on all plastic and stainless steel mesh implants that were placed inside of men and women that is taking place right now. So what they're finding out is that the stainless steel that, are, that is used for mesh and, and uh, used for hip transplants and shoulder transplants, what they're finding out after 10 years, it starts to leach the nickel and chromium and starts to deteriorate the soft tissue. So one of the best movies you can go to uh, is called The Bleeding, the Bleeding Edge, B-L-E-E-D-I-N-E-D-G-E. And it is one of the most powerful movies you will see about metal toxicity, what it does to the body when it gets implanted inside your body. That, that pertains to whether you're dealing with amalgam fillings, whether you're dealing with hip replacement, knee replacements, 
ankle replacements, any kind of mesh transplants, metal stents that people have put in their, in their heart for heart blockages, all of those things, they work for the first two, three, four, five years. Then when people start to get sick at the 10, 12, 15, 20-year level, they start saying, why, why is this happening? And then they go in and do tests, and they find out they've got this metal toxicity, and they start to do CAT scans of their hip transplants or their, their hernia transplant, where they had the hernia mesh present, and they find out the soft tissue is deteriorating. So that, if you just Google lawsuits on, on lawsuits for hip transplants, mesh transplants, it's going to light up your computer like you won't believe it. I mean, it's just, and that's what we want people to understand, that metal is not supposed to be used in any form or fashion in your body. It's just not, God did not make us, we are not, we are not robots. We are not made to have metal implanted in our body unless it's a life-saving measure, and I understand that. I mean, some people have to have that. I get that. But I'm saying there, there are going to be consequences when that decision is made. That's all. And I just want people to be aware of that, that down the road, if they do, if, they, if something happens to them medically, they need to go back and say, what have I done to my body that could be causing some of these issues that I'm having? I understand it because I deal with I deal with that. So I know what that's like. A lot of really good information here, Rich. Thank you. So all right, now I wanna circle back around to some of the ingredients. Let's get back to that. Um, your website says that extremist cookware is literally it's handcrafted using a unique ceramic clay formula. So number one, can you explain what you mean by unique? Um, and maybe a little bit of detailing around that. And then the, the other thing that I think is really important to clarify is, um, the extrema cookware is made from 100% inorganic ceramic minerals. And I think it's going to be very important to clarify why when it comes to ceramic materials, it needs to be inorganic because obviously in the, in the health food industry and, um, you know, the, the main thing that consumers that are very health centric are looking for is, is organic food. So why is that different um, when it comes to cookware? Why do you not want organic properties in the cookware? Excellent question. And you did ask me about the ingredients of our cookware. So I, I will say we use clay, we use water, we use sand, we use ceramic minerals, and we use high temperature minerals. And I can't divulge that because that, that is the one secret ingredient that makes our cookware able to withstand temperatures up to 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit when we fire it for 24 hours. So we use all the same minerals that are used. If you go on Wikipedia and type in ceramics, you get a Wikipedia page, and it'll show you all of the materials that are used in ceramics. And it's kaolin, it's, it's molonite, it's, it's pedalite, a lot of terms that, that, you know, are kind of boring terms to the non-scientific community. But, but when you add some of the ingredients that we've added, uh, which are completely inorganic and what I mean organic or inorganic when we talk about minerals means it's non-reactive it's not going to, to, to react when you talk about food and you say it's organic it means that you don't have any uh, pesticides being sprayed on the food it's natural it's in its natural state it hasn't no GMOs it hasn't been modified so you can't you can't use the same terminology and say our cookware is organic because that would mean it was grown out of the ground and suddenly extrema plants were producing our cookware. That would be nice, but unfortunately we can't put seeds of extrema and grow our cookware. So, but our minerals means it's, it's, they don't, uh, they don't leach. 
they're they're inorganic, so uh, they don't leach. So they're non-reactive, and and when you when you it's like making a cake batter. So our formula is our own cake batter. We make our special unique cookie. So if somebody said, Rich, what is your special cake batter? I would not divulge that because then I would give up my recipe and somebody would copy my recipe. So we have to protect what our formula is a trade secret. We had a patent at one time that ended up backfiring on us because a lot of people started to try to copy us. And so we said, we're going to change our formula. We're going to make our, our cookware even better. And uh, so we, we, we dropped the patent. It expired. We, we formulated our material to make it even better and make our cookware even thicker, a little bit heavier, so it gives it more durability. And that is the, that is the cookware that we're selling now. So we, we constantly try to upgrade. So our cookware is it's ceramic. And then on top of that, Lori, we fire a ceramic glaze. And what that is, we take the same ceramic minerals. After the clay, after the clay is dried and fired at 2,500 degrees, then it is sprayed and dipped into a ceramic glaze. And then we put that back in a kiln for the third time and fire it again at the same temperature so it bonds to the ceramic material. So now it becomes one. So if you took our ceramic cookware extremer and you got a spoon or a knife and you tried to scratch it, you're going to actually dull your knife and dull your spoon or fork because ceramic is harder material than steel. We can melt steel in our cookware, but you cannot melt extrema in any kind of metal cookware. Uh, because ceramics can take higher temperatures than any kind of metal, other, unless you get into uh, titanium and some of the 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 the, the really high-tech metals, uh, the zirconium, uh, all, all that kind of. Uh, but but that's not in that's not in typical cookware. So the good thing is that our our, our ceramic material is is designed so the coating is not a coating; it's a ceramic glaze that is bonded unlike the coating that is put on metal cookware that can be scratched off. You cannot scratch our glaze. It's impossible. And if you do, we'll replace that for free. I love your product guarantee. I mean, there's no downside. So whether you're healthy or or not, um, it really, it behooves everybody to reevaluate how you are cooking your food, what's happening with it, because taking time and an active approach to really consider what you're putting in your body is just a very good idea for everyone. You're 100% correct. And I thank you for being such a uh, supporter of Extrema and reaching out to us. I mean, that's just, uh, uh, that's just a blessing. So we, I'm just saying we have the best customers. They're the smartest. They read. They do research. They do their homework. Uh, uh, our clientele are mostly uh, highly educated women who have uh, uh, big and small families, but they're very much into health. So they're very well read. They read up on all types of, 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 of health protocols, what to eat, what not to eat, you know, what's the difference between off-gassing, what kind of paint do you use, you know, is, is the leaderness, is there cabineerness? They're much more aware of their surroundings and, and what they put in their bodies has a direct consequence of what they're going to look like when they're my age at 68. So that's, that's what I think what's taking place right now is a, uh, is a reversal of how the United States has gone from being one of the healthiest countries in the world to one of the the most obese in the world, and now I think this this virus, the tipping point, might get us back to 
where we were back in the 40s and 50s, where we were more lean and mean fighting machines than we are right now, because now we're kind of a little chunky, and we don't know how to get out of our way. And I think we need to get back to what we used to be. And I hope that happens. Well, lean and mean sounds really good to me. That was excellent information. Thank you very much, Rich. I, uh, I'm looking forward to next time. You know, Lori, I wish we would have had Rich on sooner because I'm the sucker that went into the As Seen on TV store and bought a $20 copper pan that uh, lasted all of two uses. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no, you didn't. You know what, though? That reminds me um, when the Blue Diamond uh, commercial started showing up, uh, our son Garrett was all excited about getting either one of those. He's like, I want the copper pan or the Blue Diamond pan. And I was like, I hate to burst your bubble, son, but um, don't. Don't even think it about it. It just looks so easy. It yeah. looks like mess free. And, you know, that, right. thing, uh, that thing did not like me because it basically fell apart like again yeah. two times i i yeah. cooked, i cooked a total of four scrambled eggs on it oh god that's that's crazy and i'll bet you there's a lot of those pans filling up all of the um the waste uh places right now because they are i you know and forget about that i just the health implications scare the crap out of me and i'll tell you what else along with that when I hadn't even thought about this, but when Rich mentioned about the medical devices and, you know, things that they're replacing uh, in our bodies, um, I have one of those mesh um, metal things in my body because a few years ago I had an inguinal hernia. And the only way to repair that, you, you can't just let it go. You can't heal it by itself. Trust me, I looked. I tried. Um, so I had to have surgery and I had to have one of those mesh um, you know, pieces yeah. put, put on it to, in order to heal. So it didn't burst. Um, and now I'm thinking to myself, I mean, I got, I literally got a, a cold shutter went down my spine when he said that, cause it hadn't even occurred to me. And now I'm thinking, Oh, great. I'm this, you know, for my entire adult life, been super health centric, health conscious. I am all about it. And now have I actually got toxic metal inside me that I'm going to have to deal with in a few years down the road. It's really scary. 100%. My mother has had multiple uh, hernia operations uh, with mesh put in, and she didn't suffer any effects from, uh, you know, the material of it, but it had failed constantly. Uh, she's had three hernia operations, and the last time they're just like, yep, yeah, uh, you're going to have to live oh. with that. Sorry. God, it's uh, it's scary. That was the worst. That was worse than childbirth. Let me tell you, trying to get through oh. the healing process of that. And I had two kids, all natural, without so much as an aspirin. And I am telling you, I would rather do that again than go through the healing process of that surgery. It was horrible. The worst thing I've ever been through in my life. Ugh. Anyway, we'll see what happens. But good information, and I hope you've thrown out all of your um. Anything that's oh, copper yeah, or no. aluminum. <laughs> my my uh, my wife uh, let me know that it belonged in the garbage right where apparently I like to throw money. So <laughs> right, what are you gonna nice. do? Awesome. All right. Well, on that note, um, 
Everyone, thank you for listening. I hope you got a lot out of that. I think it's really, really important to look at what you're cooking every single day, your food with, what you're feeding your family, um, you know, what, what dangers might be lurking there that you didn't even consider before. So check it out. Um, you can find um, all of their information on extrema.com. That's X. T-R-E-M-A.com or ceramcore.com. Same place. Uh, everything is on there that you could possibly want to know about that cookware. And let me tell you, it is amazing. Um, if you are all about up-leveling your health in every way possible, it really is need-to-know information. I mean, what sense does it make to be cooking healthy food if the pans you're cooking it in is leaching toxins into it? Or if you're already immune-compromised, um, your cookware could be a major contributing factor. So check it out. Uh, if you would like some guidance making healthy shifts in your eating lifestyle, make sure to check out my ebook, The Food Print Plan. You'll find it on my website, lauriebischoff.com. And you can also find out what, what uh, private coaching with me is all about there. Ah, and like I said earlier, if you would be so kind as to leave me a rating and a review, I would be happy, just happy to gift you a copy of the Food Print Plan. All you have to do is take a screenshot of your review once you post it on iTunes and DM me with it, and I will send you a copy. Okay. Please remember to share this episode with all of those that you care about so that they can learn how to make some healthy shifts in their lives too. Until next week, everybody, stay feisty, my friends. Stay healthy and go make some epic shift happen in your life. You too, Mr. Gary V. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.